Mike, Mike, we have returned. We're back in episode 25. What? 25. We're going to start. We're going we're gonna to review. We're going to look at the London Derby, the big North London Derby, go through the week's fixtures. But first, we jump right into the Champions League. And there really are only two groups that involve two gigantic teams that we have to cover. One is Real Madrid being fucked. And two is Man United. And we vote for chaos. What do you take away from where we are in the Champions League, Mike? Yeah, it's good to be back. I think the word is chaos, right? Like, I'm, I don't have a dog in the fight. I want to see all hell break loose. And I think we've gotten a lot of that to this point. Uh, we really can't be asking for too much more, but we have to ask a little bit more of the Shakhtar Dinesks <laughs> and the Borussia Mönchengladbachs of the world. That's a, that's a lot of fucking letters, dude. That, that is, is so fucking... many syllables. <laughs> oh, my God. If I told you that there were two recognizable world football powers in a Champions League group, yeah. and I told you then, after five of the six games, they would be third and fourth place <laughs> in that group. Yeah, yeah. You would be sprinting off to Vegas to make just yeah. retire. Well, oh, I mean, look at Gladbox. Plus nine. Yeah. Because they so, kicked the shit out of Shakhtar. So, yeah, twice. real quick. Let's let's go through <laughs> Group B in okay. Champions League this year. is Borussia Mönchengladbach and Shakhtar Donetsk, as I already struggled through. Real Madrid and Inter Milan. Again, two massive, massive powers. Inter Milan, not exactly what they were 10 years ago, but still quite a big Yeah, they're, they're, they are a name. It's Inter, yes. right? Uh, and and it's Conte and it's and it's and it's Zinedine Zidane, the three-time UCL championship coach. The guy right. won it back to back to back. <laughs> the uh, like the untouchable, right? And yet here we are after five games. Gladbach on eight points, Shakhtar on seven with a minus seven goal difference. Madrid sitting on seven in third place, and yeah. Milan, the Inter Milan, uh, is bringing up the rear with five. Now the difference is anything can still happen. We go into the last match day just looking for, like we said, looking for chaos. Where right. do we go? For first, we go back to the San Siro, Inter Milan hosting Shakhtar. Now, that's a, that's a play that's your a, way into the I mean, tournament. That, that, uh, yeah, but, I mean, you expect Inter to win that. I mean, it, of course. But, but Shakhtar guys, have been good. Now, the thing is with Shakhtar is it's not just that, that they've won. Like, it's not like this cohesive group of 11. It's like... They don't believe in COVID in the Ukraine. They have fans at the games. Half the team in the first match of the match week, they played guys like off the street. Like they're playing their U-17s and they still got results, right? And that's why they, Gladbach just stomped them twice because Gladbach is actually that team. And you're like, oh, this is a good German team. They know how to counterattack. They have Turam, uh, the famous uh, son of a World Cup winner who's up, who's up front. And, you know, he scores goals. They play the German way, the new German way, which is pressing, power, pace. They can score goals. Like, that's a real team, right? right. Uh, like, that's not a joke, right? They're more the one that's been taken care of. And then you have Inter with Conte, who is just known for being bad in the Champions League, right? He started the Juventus run. They're still winning the league every year, but he won the first three. Then it was Allegri for four, and then, and then Sarri for one, and now it's Perlo because, you know, it's a broken league. Uh, and then Real Madrid is just, they really haven't reloaded. They still are relying on Kroos and Modric. And if you can imagine, 
you've got two great all-time great midfielders who just know Casemiro who just can't get around and so they just get played through and their defenders when they don't have Ramos who's like weirdly their talismanic leader who's willing to do anything they just get beat and Varane is terrible when he's not there like Varane has been a catastrophe whenever uh, Ramos isn't there and they just don't have answers right they just don't have players the the Hazard thing is a disaster basically they spent 180 million dollars on someone who was supposed to be their approximation of Ronaldo and he's fat and lazy and gets hurt all the time it is kind of interesting how they they've let go of Gareth Bale and they used to call him lazy and and injury prone and this and that and they spent all this money on Eden Hazard who's basically just become fat Gareth Bale <laughs> for them <laughs> Right, right, but but, he, but you know, but he's he's a he's a he's a French Belgium, so he's got the Zidane love. He played in France, you know, mm-hmm. and he's not getting killed, right? Because Bale is English, whatever. And granted, Bale had his shot; they gave him a little bit of a shot, and he didn't play as well as Castrano because nobody does, right? Well, I mean, yeah, he like, scored the game-winning goal in the Champions League final twice, but I mean, I guess that's aside not from enough that, for the right, right, aside from right. that. But I'm saying like. Cristiano is in the Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan vein of like, if I fucking score my goals, we're going to win and right. don't fuck around. Give me the ball. Like mm-hmm. if I don't, we're winning this fucking game. Like I think the thing with Cristiano, and it, this isn't a, a, an indictment on, on, on the, it's the difficulty of replacing that kind of personality is like, I just remember him in the Euro when he was injured basically coaching Portugal, right? He's in the box with the coach fucking yelling at guys and just urging them on. Like, we're not losing. This is my shot. I'm winning a trophy even though I'm injured. Get it done, right? Right. He's got – he's that guy. Like, he could have a 30 for 30. He could have a a thing like that. For like If they they had filmed the last season in Real when both he and Bale are just like, where's my money? I'm happy to leave. Give me my check please <laughs> i think it's been so interesting to see him over the over the years and in big games i'm just deliver i'm blanking for the opponent but you it was one of those where it looked like no uh, it was the juve game it was juve yes yeah. i was gonna say that. <laughs> and he went no 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 nobody move give me the ball get out of my fucking way i think and he scored I, a hat trick i was gonna say i think he had three that day yeah one of those where you're like oh madrid's on the ropes oh nope never mind they're fine they're totally yeah, fine. Yeah, but Chris right Allen. because yeah, but they they had been having seasons like that. Like they yeah. won three Champions Leagues, but never won the league in those seasons, mm-hmm. right? Right. And then Zidane was really happy to win the league last year because Barca's basically the whole league is down. Uh, yeah. But anyway, we went a little bit far into that. But like it's it it's shaping up to be all we ask for in these stupid groups that are designed to make sure that the big teams win is that something weird happens and we have games to play for at the end. Well, now we do, right? So you – and the best part about the – and it's true for the the last game of the season in uh, the Premier League. It's true for the last games in Champions League and Europa League as well in the group stage where um, everybody in the group plays at the exact same time, right? So you don't know what's going on on, in the other other stadium. That Golasso show on CBS is going to be killer. Yeah, it's going to be great. (laughs) Inter Milan and Shakhtar, Real Madrid and Gladbach. Here's how it goes. If you get a result, you're in. Except for Milan's going to need help. Milan will need help with a win. 
they, they need, will need they need Gladbach to lose, or are they playing Gladbach? They're playing Shakhtar, so they they will hop Shakhtar with a win, and they need a, a Gladbach win because then they'll be on eight, but Gladbach will be on eleven. So M- M- Inter need Gladbach to win also. But point is, is that all four teams go into the final day with something to play for and not awesome. just pride, right? Right, it's awesome. And so, then, so, and then in Group H, we have we already have chaos reigning. There are three teams on nine. <laughs> uh, it's a nice fight. Yeah, uh, and, th- and we went into this. We went into this saying comfortably, this was the group of death, right? So yeah, it already was. This was going to be nuts, right? Uh, United have the best goal difference. Uh, Leipzig have been are the probably the best coached of the three, but they fuck up, right? Like even even yesterday, they, they won. They, if you watch this Istanbul Bashakir, there's a dude on that team that scored a hat trick combined distance 75 yards. Yeah. Like incredible goals. Just like, what the fuck? Why <laughs> is this team that sucks Innis? But anyway, he had a European night, a moment for his life. He'll he'll have it forever. But Leipzig almost blew that game. It ended up 4-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Leipzig are a good team. We talked about them. That's where Werner came from. They have Nagelsmann. Now they, they have uh, Umbacamo, Umbacano. So they have players U- that are... Umbacano? Everybody... It doesn't matter. Uga Booga. I'm not going to go Uga Booga. I want to go Uga Booga, but uh, I think that's racist in today's climate. It, but it uh, I'm going to go Uga Booga. I'm word. definitely going Uga Booga. So Umbacamo, Kano, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Why is my phone ringing? I'm not answering. That's my brother. Um, hi, Benna. Uh, but... You know, PSG have the name brand, but they're a little weak. You know, they, they just go by what Neymar does. If he wants them to win, well, they and, win. And Mbappe. But he follows Neymar. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, the culture of that team is is weak, right? Uh, and then Man United are just... They, I, I don't know the right... I don't know how to say it without always being like, Ole out, Ole out. Listen, he's a decent guy. He gets things done. He holds the culture of the club in his heart. He just, he's not going to be the coach when they win a trophy. I agree with that. Right? I think. And it's Manchester I, United. So it's just like, why, why do you have him? Like, why? Yeah, what are you waiting for? <laughs> so the way that I see that this, this you know, match day six kind of shaping up, PSG has Istanbul. They're that th- should be easy. Through. They're getting but, through. But they're weak. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But worst case, unless United and Leipzig draw, they're still through. Who? Right? Uh, PSG. Yes. They're all nine. So unless there's a draw in the other game, they're in. Yes. Okay? Yes. So I, I got to think that PSG is going to probably finish first in this group. Well, it's, and, it's, two, from, it's two from three, right? One of them isn't going to make it. Exactly. But and it's most likely Leipzig. Leipzig well, right. Uh, yeah, but they're home facing united so this is this calls into question they have to win though united just need a result that's right i'm sorry so that okay that's fair um so it is the least likely that they'll get through but nonetheless we've seen this before with with always united right and you were just saying is this the game where he can kind of put his stamp on it and say this is but this is why i deserve a much longer but this is but this is the game that they're going to play the way that the best way the best versions of united are in games like this. They play a double pivot. They'll play Matic and McTominay because Fred mm-hmm. got himself fucked up in the last game. They'll sit tight and deep. They'll play five across the back 
and they'll just go on the break. They, that's the only way they play well. Uh, sometimes they get lucky with Fernandez when teams don't pay attention. But really, if you sit on Fernandez, they can't score. Right? The thing that they, I found unique at the weekend was that they found Cavani. a new source. Yeah, come on. Right? And, 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 you know, new source, same as the old source back from PSG, ironically. But, yeah, um, yeah that was quite a performance off the bench. So does he – does he just allow a little bit more space for a Fernandez or for a Rashford, right? So that's kind of the thing I've been wondering. Like, all what? you need to do is make, make teams think a little less about Fernandez because of I'm thinking here, and then things start to open up a lot more. The, the thing that he does is, like, it's movement, right? Cavani is just – you just feel like, oh, how did he get there? He just – he's always there, right? right? He got his head on some balls that were just like – that last goal, I think, in, in the, in, against Southampton was he – he cricked his neck sideways and he gets it on target, right? He's just impressive. he's just a world-class striker. I mean, he just is, right? He's just one of those guys. You're just like, oh, he's that guy. Now, is he a carrier of the ball? But And he's a guy who just stays inside the box and scores you goals. And they have talent enough to get guys in there. And as much as Martial is a number nine and did score 20 goals last year, he hasn't scored any this year. And no one... And there is half the audience that's just like, the dude's not a nine, right? He's not a back to goal. He doesn't score headers. And he's got that, he, he's like, I hate, I know you probably hate Bill Simmons. I like Bill Simmons. He's my age. He's my cohort. The body language doctor does not like Martial. Sure. <laughs> right? I get that. He's always just like, fucking, this sucks. Yeah. Ooh. But then makes sense. he does something amazing. But yeah. I do think that they're, they're better, right? Uh, they, they have a chance. They have a chance to get through. I mean, United with a good coach would be much better, right? <laughs> United, ironically, with Nagelsmann, who they'll face next week, would be much better. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going, I'm going ballsy. I'm going Leipzig. I, I, I'm rooting oh, for chaos, baby. Got, uh, yeah, I, want, I, want, I mean, Leipzig made the semifinal last year, right? Yeah. So same. And without, are, Wer, without Werner, it should be said, because he Right, because he bailed. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm out of here. I can't, he didn't join You know what Chelsea. I really think about that? I'm like, that's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Yeah, at least f- play out the string. Everybody knew that Delict and all those guys from from Ajax two years ago, everybody knew they were leaving. In fact, they were talking about it during the game. Who's going to pay the most for him? It's like, hi, holy disrespect. They're in the semifinal of the Champions League. Can we talk about that? <laughs> nope, nope. We're talking about how Barcelona is going to pay for him. And, and Zayek, too. All of them. They, that yeah. team's awesome. Right. Anyway. Were, believe me, I got a good look at them. But, yeah, I think uh, – <laughs> And then and then one, one last thing I want to give a shout-out to the most handsome man in football – Olivier Giroud with the fucking natural hat trick in a row, left, right, header. The header was incredible. Then he finishes off a four-goal performance on a penalty that he created. So just Olivier Giroud, respect to you. Um, I feel like I've always liked him, but I'm, I am attracted to handsome men. So it could be it's the, it's that I just French like thing. him. Huh? It's French? It's the French thing. The guy's a fucking legend. Come on. <laughs> I've always hated him because he's been at Arsenal and now Chelsea, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I get I've it. been predisposed to disliking him, and I feel cheated by this because he's a, he seems – pardon me. He seems like a really likable player. I know. That's – and then uh, – I hate just, that. Right, and then he's like, well, I don't play enough. And then he's like, oh, yeah, watch this. I'm going to play and fucking kick some ass. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he's the, he's the glue guy for France, right? Like, you, you might not – he doesn't score the goals. Right. But, you know, he, he played in every game in the World Cup, didn't score any goals, but they won right so he's the striker who's just there and he's like weirdly number three all time in goals for france (laughs) what it's interesting although this is a country that had Henri (laughs) and and like you know trezeguet and 
And Zidane, well, Zidane wasn't a goal scorer, but, right. you know, just legends beyond legends. And he's just the guy. That, yeah, that's he's around there. there. But he's a yeah, good I mean, he's a He's a team player guy, you know. I, I, he's now on my list of like, can he go someplace awesome and be awesome? So I've put him on uh, Brighton and Leeds now in five different threads. I don't think he works in on Leeds. I don't think he's got the wheels for Leeds, but Brighton would but, be but, perfect. But, but, but yeah, but Bamford doesn't either. Yep. Okay, that's fair. And he's fit enough. He's like that. If there's one thing that Olivier Giroud is, the dude's fit. He's like built out of granite. He's amazing. Yeah. All right. He's also 35. Anyway, we've got to get to this to the week. We th- we were just going to go be like, hey, let's just talk about the Champions League. But <laughs> we're excited, and the Champions League ended up being awesome. And then one last, hey, fuck you, Atletico. If you're supposed to be awesome, don't draw 1-1 against the Bayern C team. Okay? Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and they're going to get through anyway, which know, is annoying. But... So, Mr. Mike Salerno, the floor is yours. Sunday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Tottenham Hotspur versus Arsenal. You've got to feel good about this. Uh, you'd think that. And then, <laughs> no. Uh, we had a game today. Um, we didn't play very well. We're pl- we played LASK. I don't know what LASK stands for. All I know is it was far away. Um, <laughs> didn't go great. We we were down one nothing. went up 2-1. It was actually quite frenetic towards the end. It was 2-1 in the 80th minute, and it finished 3-3. Uh, Good times. Uh-huh. Why, why are you giving up all those goals? Is my question. Um, because Davinson Sanchez is a terrible defender, primarily, and we had Joe Hart, your old friend, in uh-huh. net. You actually come on, yeah, yeah. Keep assisting. Yeah, you should. Stop catch... it! More magic! More magic! <laughs> <laughs> you should catch the highlights of this game because Joe Hart just gave away two goals in five minutes, and it was uh, hard to watch. Country Joe Hart, crazy. Oh, uh, not good. Not my good. Guy. Um, that's not going to affect Sunday, but what will affect Sunday is that Mourinho went pretty hard on this lineup, right? Uh, yeah, that he, what bothered me. All I cared about was who was in the lineup. I'm like, why the fuck is Hoiberg playing this game? Hoiberg played a whole 90 minutes. Sun played 80. Um, and Dombele, uh, what are these guys doing in here? Like, what? And I'll, tell, I'll say something else. And Dombele looked like a world beater in the first half against Chelsea last weekend. And he was on for about 15, 20 in the second half. And he, speaking of the, the, um, what did you say about the Bill Simmons, the, the, body, the body, language doctor. body language doctor, holy shit. He looked disinterested, gassed. exhausted, gassed, just totally shot. And I, I was actually talking shit to a friend of mine who's a Chelsea fan. I'm like, Ndombele made Conte look completely irrelevant in the first half because he did. And he came out of the break like he had the Monstars from Space Jam take all of his ability away. It was like, where the fuck did so, you go? So just to be fair, uh, Lask is in Austria, so that's not bad. But it on the Wikipedia, bad. the result came up, and all I could look at was the manager's name. If this isn't the toughest manager name who also does porn, his name is Dominic with a K, Thalhammer. That must that's mean great like name. big dick assfucker. I think the K on the end of Dominic really drives the point home. It's like a little dick in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, a big one. It's, yeah. It's a hammer. Yeah. yeah so I just, Dominic Thalhammer. God, I, well, I want to know this man. Well, oh, Dominic looked, Thalhammer's actually, boys scored in the 84th to tie it and then in the 93rd to tie it again. And I just – we expended a lot of energy for a little bit of result there. Yeah, that, um, that, that, you know, Mourinho giveth, Mourinho taketh away. It's like, yeah. why are we doing this? So, 
Ndombele played, I don't know, roughly 80 minutes. Lo Celso played like 70. Um, Sun played 85. I'm just I, – I, that's the, my takeaway for today. So, and, and Arsenal rolled out their C team. Right, but none of, your defense, none of your defense played. That's key as well. That's correct. Well, Dyer made a cameo at the end, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I'm concerned because I think going into Sunday, I don't know what Arsenal will bring. Will, will there be fans, though? Yes. There okay, will be that's 2, good. 000, there will be 2,000 Tottenham Hotspur supporters at the new stadium for the first time against Arsenal, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> Because the first North London derby yeah. at and the new stadium was on, on the Arsenal side, they're coming off just an abomination of a result. Uh, they almost killed uh, Jimenez from Wolves with with the head of David Luiz. That was wild. Uh, <laughs> cracked his skull, uh, and they've just they're insipid. They're they you know the the Paella Pulis joke is just I can't get enough of it for Arteta. They're just not scoring. They did have a good game today uh, in in the Europa. But Europa is Europa. Like, we, we all kind of just go, it matters yeah, until it doesn't matter. They beat Rapid Wien, which I believe is also in Austria. In, in Austria, yes. But they were home, I believe. Right, they were home, they so fans. they didn't have to travel. But, you know, Arsenal keeps rolling out these kid lineups. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, Maitland-Niles, Nelson, Mari, Nketia. You know, they had, they had Lacazette in the 10 role. They're just trying to find this number 10 that they can't seem to find one. It's really weird, like, that they have one that they can't play. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you're this deep into the Arsenal thing with Ozil. You know, he supported the Muslims in China, mm-hmm. that Ugyar thing. Yep. And then they were just like, okay, poof. Totally distanced themselves overnight, which was awfully interesting. And... And I, yeah, I, I get uh, it, right? Like, it's not worth playing over $100 million. Right. Right? Because they're a team that plays in red, you know, and that's like a big thing in China. That's not a joke. I'm not being funny. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, uh, the Rockets wear red. Like, all the teams that wear red, it's a lucky color. The red flag, the whole. Connection with the Rockets yeah, yeah, yeah. The red Murray, thing is yeah. big. Um, yeah. And, um, and so, Arsenal are, are actually hurting themselves for a political reason, frankly, a monetary but political reason, right? No guts. At this point, what do they have to lose to throw Ozil in there? But um, I don't know that he is the answer they're looking for. Dude, I don't know they what it is. Can't open anyone up. They're dying for a ten. Dying. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but so anyway, but Arsenal are coming into this game weak. They just... oh, that, and that's kind of where the Tottenham fandom in me kind of sprouts back to life because I'm like, how much worse could they get? Uh, I'm not quite sure, but now I mean, I mean, it's a North London derby. It's a I think they get deal, better right? than this, right? Like yeah, I think they show up. They'll come for a little bit more juice. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, now, but but they they they've been good defensively mostly. Sure. Uh, I'd say. Yeah, um, I, I think so. It's the it's the it's the scoring that's the problem. Like if Mourinho's gonna play it tight, they're not gonna score. Well, and that's kind of the, the interesting thing. And we talked a little bit about this on Twitter when the lineup came out on Saturday or Sunday yeah. for the Chelsea game. Uh, and you asked me how I was feeling, and I was frustrated because, I mean, first of all, this is my own doing, right? I'm like, you should know better by now, Mike. But when I look at teams that are 
inferior, specifically in the midfield, which I believe that Chelsea was to Tottenham starting lineup on Sunday. Yeah. I get frustrated that he's willing to let them have the ball so much because so much can go wrong, right? Right. When you could just boss them. So that's where I look at this Arsenal team. And I, and I have full confidence that if you had a, like a, they do like the best 11s and all that stuff, Tottenham would have all 11. There wouldn't be a single Arsenal player on the field, right? But maybe who? Bellerin, maybe a Ab- no, not even a Bami. Not even, yeah, right. So you'd get that. Um, maybe if you played a four-three-three, you'd get one one winger on the side. Sure, like I'll give you one. Player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. but uh, but I'm not concerned about any like an overmatching, like being overmatched in any part of the field. I but feel like I a bad result. It'll be a draw, right? Like Marina yeah. will be. It'll be like Dower. Yeah, I mean, he. I wonder if he's gone full like 2016 Chelsea mode, where he's just, or not, not 2016 Chelsea, whatever the last time he won with Chelsea it's was, 15, where 15, whatever 14, where, where he just kind of just no, bonkered. it's four, it's 14 because 15's Leicester. That's right, and then 16 was Conte. Yes. Um, I just with all the attacking prowess that you've got with Kane and and Son, and by the way, Bale hasn't really been released yet. And Bergvine is looking decent. It's all counterattacking. I don't. I don't know because you haven't done that. I mean, right? re- really, re- I really, what you want? You really want him to play a four-three-three with only Hoiberg as the hold. Exactly. Right. And you've so got you play less, You've Lo got a push system of Lacelso and Ndombele. Right, right, right. You play the two. They play as way City play, right? With yes. Ndombele the one dropping back when they need mm-hmm. to defend, mm-hmm. and Lacelso always floating. But then you lose the Kane piece, right? Does Kane then turn into like Firmino where he drops back and does all the work with, with, with the, two, the two wide men just sort of bombing on? Yeah, know. and I think one, yeah. of the other, one of the other really underrated problems that they face is that they don't have a right back that defends worth a goddamn, right? You've got Serge Aurier and Matt Doherty, both who are very, very good at crossing, very, very, uh, you know, attack-oriented um, and can even put a shot on net, but boy, are they trouble or in and around their own box. So what we've yeah, sort you, of employed—you don't, don't, you don't have to worry though, because because Arsenal can't score. No, no, no. But what we've done to mitigate that is we've actually pushed them further up the field and allowed Sissoko to come in more or less as a babysitter. So he's he's one of those—he's sort of next to Hoybier on right. his right, and he just kind of veers over. I mean, there's multiple times against City and Chelsea where you've seen. More, you're like, <laughs> and I don't want to say because they're both, they're both French, shall we say, or Ivorian. Um, that uh, you're like, wait, I thought that was Aurier. Oh wait, it's Sissoko because he's covering for him. Well, right? I mean, like, I guess, I guess the real issue is, is like, are you gonna give the respect to Arsenal that you gave to Chelsea and City? I hope not. The answer should be no. I hope not. They don't deserve it. And frankly, exactly. Chelsea, Chelsea had a fa- has a fantastic attacking three, Dude, but if you team, can't get the ball to them, then team, fuck them. The team's good. <laughs> no, I'm no, no. really starting to get scared of them. Their, their attacking three and, and the, the bench talent that they've got is unbelievable. And if Havertz comes into the midfield on a full-time basis, we might see a little different opinion there. But they had what? They had Jorginho, Mount, and Conte. And I counted. It was until the 27th minute for Arlo White to mention either Jorginho or Mount at all. Yeah, yeah. Mount's not a line a line breaker. He's a no. carrier. He's a shit Harry Winks is what he it's, is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So but, I mean I'm, he he does certain things well, but he's just not yeah. he's not perfect. 
Sure. But I, I, I really hope – I think that they gave Chelsea way too much uh, respect, and I think that – I worry that they're going to do that with Arsenal. And then the question becomes, well, if they're going to do that with Arsenal and they did it with Chelsea, what other – where's the line? What teams are you going to not employ this strategy for? He's going to employ you, it against every team. Right. So, so when you're playing Burnley, does the ball just sit there for 90 minutes? Like, does anybody fucking want it? Right. Like, like what are we doing to, here? Bro? That's a team they'll have to try and break down. But right. where do you want to oh, go? They next? did. They did. Where, but where, where do you want to go next? Uh, there's, you know, I haven't even looked at the slate that much. Let's talk about uh, Chelsea Leeds because that oh, is a God. potential that game is, for drop points for the Blues, I think. That is dreamy. Yeah. That's a so fun I one. was, I was looking some, I was reading one of these stat ball things and it's just like, Leads create the most chances and give up the most chances against. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. So I mean, they 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 average like something like twenty five shots a game or twenty shots a game and then give up sixteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just going to be end to end. And I can't tell you how many times you hear, "How is this game still nil nil?" Every time you watch Leeds because they ha- when they don't score and it's just up and down madness. The game against Everton was great. They completely annihilated them. I do think that they can be found out because it's all man marking, right? They just run around marking people, right. uh, and they rely on on their on Phillips, their holding deep midfielder, to get everything done. But they're super fun, and Chelsea should have a good time. The problem is, is that if it goes up and down, I think Chelsea's finishers are better. <laughs> than, oh, than and it's not, and it's not close. The thing that I struggle with with Leeds is that they they absolutely blitzed Everton and Arsenal in the last two games, and yet they got smoked by Crystal Palace two three weeks ago. And because this and is actually, gonna happen, right? And coming off a, a, a good smacking against Leicester too. Which if you go, if I were to tell you before the game, hey, Leicester's gonna win four one against Leeds, you go, yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. Vardy's probably gonna get loose and do his thing, and you're probably gonna get one or two from Barnes or whatever. Well, it, it's a matter of luck, right? For them, it's. If they don't finish chances and you finish yours, I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous to say it this way, but they can look, they can get blown out, right? Yeah, they're right. gonna blow people out, but they're gonna, they're gonna get catch blown out once, a, yeah, yeah once in a while. They're gonna, and their defense is all over the place. Like mm-hmm. it, it just, they're not talented enough to play the way they play all the time. And sometimes right. they start giving up balls in in the buildup, and they in trouble. Right? <laughs> like, like you know, yeah. it's one thing. You know, you kind of like when you see Arsenal fuck up. Early Una in Ulai Emery era, when you're just like, uh oh, this is gonna go badly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that game. I think that game's awesome. I also am really jazzed and excited because Liverpool is limping and they're playing Wolves. Granted, they're at home <laughs> and they haven't lost since the fourth century at home. So, you know, we're hoping that this is the Mongol hordes that can break them. What a great uh, parallel. <laughs> that is exactly what wolves are. They're the Mongolians. Wow. That's so, fantastic. Well done. So, 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 you know, let's let's just hope they don't have one last stand in Constantine, uh, in Istanbul or something like that, or whatever the fuck it was, Constantinople, and, and, and sort of tap into their Christianity and fight as one, uh, one last time for God, and hope that the Mongol hordes just – Dothrakis, whatever the fuck you want to call them, uh, <laughs> come through one more time. But uh, Wolves come through with their own big injury in Jimenez, having his head cracked open, uh, which is bad because he's their Aguero, basically, yeah. uh, in my view. Uh, but the thing I like about this game is, like, one, 
this you know is going to be quality, right? You've got two really, really well-coached teams with Klopp, like you said, is the best manager in Europe, and, and Spiritu Santo, who is – whether he can do it at another team, I don't know. But this unit, he's now doing the hard thing where they're transitioning new players in, and they're still playing the same way, right? right. So you lose Doherty. You've lost Giotta. And now Podence and Neto are taking over. They got Semedo from Barcelona. It was shaky at first, but you still feel like it's Wolves, right? And, you know, I think that there could be something interesting about this. If Jimenez is out, maybe Traore gets unleashed finally, right? It's possible. Right? He's kind of been – he's kind of not had – like you wanted him to kick on. Like last season, maybe it's because he played – when he played City, he fucking annihilated City three times even though they only played twice. There was an extra game that I had nightmares about that I thought was a game, but it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> and he just has that pace, right? He just looks doesn't look like a soccer player. He looks, he like, looks like a running back. And I he looks like something else, right? When he, and when he now, fouls he's, somebody, not, he's actually not that good, which is the funny thing about it. But he literally right. just kicks the ball past you and is gone. <laughs> like, you know what he looks like? He looks like he belongs on the U.S. team. Right. That's how not our that team should look. Yeah. <laughs> But right. just just stout and fast as fuck and just i'm not that great but i'm faster and stronger than you right right um yeah i the thing i wonder about wolves exactly with him and as being out is where those minutes go right and and um they get, fabio they silva is the guy who i i'm looking oh at. the hair okay the hair. so for the uninitiated <laughs> 18 year old sort of portuguese prodigy um they paid a lot as, of money for him and yeah they paid a ton of money for him um and he's had a couple of smatterings, and I don't know if he's played that much in, in Europa League, but um, I think that they're going to – he's going to have a part to play in this game. I just don't know how much, right? So, Or, or, they, or they could try and play like the small – they could bl- do like a, a – uh, they, could, they could do a Podence Neto, you know, um, uh, Triori thing where they just kind of sure. do the three and they kind of just oh, absolutely. fast it but up. Nonetheless, I think Silva – I th- at the very least, I think he gets 30 minutes in this game, and I'm curious yeah. to see if he gets more than that. Um, but yeah, uh, he's the for me, he's the potential you know guy in the weeds who could fuck shit up. For Again, Liverpool. it's all about chaos for me, and I just want Liverpool to drop more points because uh, they're clearly the you know they're the class of the league, and they'll probably win. I mean, they're at home, but another draw, like draws are good, right? Like draws, mm-hmm. draws keep things tighter. Um, you know, so we went through Tottenham and Arsenal. Uh, there's really – I just should probably cover uh, before I go to my team. We're playing Fulham. Uh, let's talk about West Ham and United, Manchester United. West Ham got lucky. They should not have beat um, Villa. But they on a smash and grab, Barahama came in. And now United again. Can Ole do it again? Be under pressure, have a bad result and then pull one out again against uh, West Ham. Now, this does not bode well for them because it's not a team where he can play on the break. They're going to have to break West Ham down. Right. And West Ham can be broken down. I mean, Villa broke them down. No problem. Uh, Yeah. I don't think they'll have (laughs) much of an issue with that. Um, But, yeah, I – I think we see goals in this game, right? I, I don't know that uh, either team's going to keep a clean sheet. I think that West Ham's going to get after United a little bit. Um, well, they'll and hit I him on the ben, break for sure. Right, right. And I think Ben Rama is, is a really interesting piece to kind of God, throw into the, so into the stew good. there. And my guy, my guy Bowen, 
Yeah. It's fantastic too. So the, so they, they, it's weird how they've got a lot of like bubbling at the surface quality of attacking talent, but they don't have that guy, right? They bought Haller and he sort of isn't that guy, but Antonio might be down again. I'm not entirely what sure. They, what they don't have is like a, a, a lock pick midfielder, right? Well, and they have Lanzini, but they don't play him. Or because he doesn't defend and he doesn't do what, right? right. They're playing, they're playing so chicken rice. They're like, this is what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they use Cresswell as like a, a shit uh, Andy Robinson. Yep. You know, he, he whips crosses in from deep. You know, they, they play that way. Uh, and Suchek gets goals that way. And then they hope for Antonio doing hold up. And then, you know, uh, who's the other? They have another, they have another winger, a, a tricky guy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But West Ham, West Ham are good, and they're not going to play bad two weeks in a row, uh, although they tend to play worse at home. My team plays Fulham. This is another example, like you said, of like narrative. We got two shitty games in a row. City might put five past Fulham, and everyone will say City are back. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and that was the thing is that early on in the season, we talked about it. If you go all the way back, uh, you know, I said City's starting the season with a gauntlet. They still have a game in hand. They're, I, yeah. I don't have the table in front of me, but they're not that far pretty, back. Yeah, everything's pretty tight. Like, it's all <laughs> relative. Like, you win three games in a row, you might be top of the league. Easy. Exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, City have been playing well. But the thing that I want to bring up here first, before anyone says anything, and I know Guardiola won't say this, but I think, secretly, City have the best defense in the league. Yeah. And uh, they have to change their personality to be that way. But Diaz... Ruben Diaz has completely changed City's culture in terms of defense. We have a company type, and all of a sudden, all those bad defenders we had are starting to look confident again. So John Stones has played great for two games in a row. Um, we just played a game with Eric Garcia, who's basically like having your, you know, your kid brother play. He's this tiny little dude. He looked confident playing next to Diaz, although I don't know why Diaz was playing that game in, in, again, in the Champions League. But, you know, City are starting to look they, – they're not giving up the goals that you hated to see, right? They kind of were like, oh, okay, we've got guys. And now, you know, Guardiola knows he can't just play one holding midfielder now because Fernandinho can't do it, and he's given up on Rodri doing it. So he always plays two now. Mm -hmm. And so City are just defensive but way less creative. <laughs> like, there's yeah. not – there's only one De Bruyne, not David Silva and De Bruyne. Yep. And then – between Bernardo and Foden and Gundogan, there's not a replacement yet uh, for that David Silva thing that he does. I, it's magic. He did. He, did he Foden just, play 90 minutes in the Champions League? I uh, don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe he might have. I don't know. Fucking Pep. He just doesn't play. He just doesn't. I know. I know. Because I don't think he. I don't think he. You know. I think he sees him as a winger, as an attacker. Right. He doesn't play him in the midfield yet. He's. Um, so, I mean, I've always sort of watched him as a, as a very much like a 2016 Deli Ali type, like a second striker. He's not he the ten, but not the nine. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's not. He can't fight like that yet. Like he's not big yeah. enough. Right. He's still. He can get pushed off the ball. He's got a little bit of a winks problem, right? Where you're just like, yeah, he's fair. But I mean, he's dynamic and he gets in a box and he, he's probably weirdly City's best shooter, not finisher, but shooter. Right. That yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. 
Um, one more I, game I want to bring up. Oh, you uh, do. And then the rest of them suck. Uh, <laughs> um, your Brighton against the world's Southampton. Now, the big oh. question, the big question for Southampton is going to be, listen, they absolutely, the floor dropped out on them. And I know what that feels like. So my condolences to the Saints supporters out there. But um, can they, on, and that's the Monday night game, can they get their mojo back? Can they, they're right there still. Right, so that was a tough three points to drop. This is this has got draw written all over it, probably. But But there's a weird like South Coast kind of. There's a little, little, little something, something by people by the water thing. It's like (laughs) weird regional things. You're like, oh, okay, you're the you're the South team. I don't know. Well, we're the South team. (laughs) We're the South team. We have it in the name. (laughs) Exactly. But that's kind of where I look at this game, and I go, "Can Southampton get back on the horse and fight on again for?" That's a for good. European that's a good. Place? That's a good game. See, these are these. This is the kind of content you're gonna get from us. This is a good game to watch. Like Monday, Brighton Hove album versus Southampton. If you think that it's the game to just like, uh, bleh, no, 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 watch this game. It's yeah. a good one. Like Brighton has played some of the better games you'll see. Like uh, the the Aston Villa game versus Brighton was great. The Liverpool the the Man United game versus Brighton is, was good. They are a team that create chances and miss them and have weird fucking VAR shit happen. And Tariq Lamptey running around being a Smurf. Literally, he is <laughs> like a he's like a Mark Duper fucking Miami Dolphins 1984-type uh, left back. He's tiny, and he's from Chelsea. There's Chelsea loanies everywhere. They see, there's one doing this podcast. He's in the background there because I, ha- I got him on loan from Chelsea because, you know, why not? <laughs> Aveline. Aveline, you got her from Chelsea. She is a right, Chelsea. Right, right. She's a Chelsea loanee. That would be bad. That means I have to give her back. Uh, <laughs> I'm not giving her back. We, we have an option to buy. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but that's, a, that's an awesome game. Uh, I would be remiss to say my favorite team, uh, Aston Villa are not playing because there is a COVID shutdown for the Friday game. There was supposed to be a game tomorrow, but Newcastle, Newcastle right? has been infected yep. with the COVIDian. And, uh, but the thing is, is with my guy, Jack, Jack Grealish, the most handsome mm-hmm. man in the world, um, the price tag is now being discussed openly at $100 million. And if you recall, before the playoff game that Aston Villa went up, Spurs were going to buy him for 40? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> they know. They offered five, and Villa was like, get lost. And Daniel Levy was like, you need money. You're going bankrupt. And they said, nope, 40. And Daniel Levy walked away. And then they got bought by some Chinese company. Yeah. And, and that, was, that was in the Pochettino era. So, again, it's, it's so interesting that, like, not only has Mourinho changed – the culture of the club and the players and the style of play and all that shit. He's went into Dana Levy's office and kicked him in the bald head and went, you're spending money now. This is why you signed me. I'm going to tell you what the fuck to do. I just once wish Pochettino it's just, wasn't it's like just the, a, You know what it is? It's, it's that it's literally the silver hair. It's a little bit more alpha. I don't think, it's I mean, we can, let's, we can, yeah, but we, let, we can, let's litigate this. I just think that the, the the um oh god the pat riley rings on the desk thing yeah. that that Mourinho can do has a lot of weight he just mm-hmm. goes what have you won with i have won as an individual manager more than this club's entire history yep 
fuck you. I know what I'm doing. Right. Exactly. Right. Or you're just, he doesn't even have to say, or you'll hear from me. He, everyone knows what he's going to do. And I think maybe they had a bit more of a working relationship. I think Levy is smart enough to go, okay, this is what I've got. Right. This is how Mm -hmm. I can do this. Like, I think what happened with Man United and, and, and Mourinho is it could have worked, but I think Mourinho told them who to get, and they were, they were just like, well, what about this guy? Here you go. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Levy's like, okay, this is what, you know, there's probably just a lot more transparency because you got the sense that Mourinho was like, you guys are fucking morons. I think, yeah, and I think that as things went through, right, like Levy matured in his role significantly because he felt remorse of losing the most charismatic manager they've had in 25 years, right? And the guy who brought them from nothingness to the Champions League final. But in doing so, he realized that he failed him systemically over the course of two, three years. I understand the stadium. I understand all the expenses. But he, he could have made some of the purchases he made this summer. He got Hoybear for 12, 15, something like that. He got Darty for a net of three. I'm sorry, it was Hoybear for a net of three because it was Kyle oh, Walker right, Pierce going they, the other way. Right, right, right. And it, was, and it was Darty for, for 12 or 15. Um, those are the purchases where you go, that shit. You didn't even do that. And so yeah, that's they went where, a whole they went a whole 18 months without a new player. Yes. That is a Premier League record. Right. And 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 <laughs> put it in the trophy case. And basically ruined Ericsson in the process. Yeah. Yeah, because right. he played every minute of every game. Right. And they could have sold him had they had a replacement for like 80 million to Real at one point. Yeah, and I've said this before. I think the difference, right, exactly. The difference between the, the, the seminal point where Liverpool could you, passed. Could, could you imagine had they sold fucking Ericsson and just replaced him with Grealish? Well, that's what exactly fuck? it. If, God damn it. I'm not <laughs> sleeping tonight now. <laughs> that's exactly oh, it. Is that you have oh, Liverpool God. rocketed past Tottenham the minute they sold Coutinho, bought Van Dyke. I don't think was Salah part of that money as well. It was all yeah. It was right? it was it was Mane then Salah then Van Dyke. Like yeah. they because remember, remember Salah had that thirty goal season. That was the bonker season. We were like, what the fuck is happening in Liverpool? This right. team is insane. Then you know they what, get they get Van, they though. get Van Dyke in January of that season. Yes, that's right. Right. But so it, he comes in the, the middle. Over the last five years, maybe a little little more than five years, you've sold just to Barcelona. Luis Suarez and Philip Coutinho for what? Roughly 250, maybe a little more than that million dollars? Yeah, but the, the, the Suarez money was burned. It's just gone. Like, it was gone. Yeah, sure. But what I'm saying is they, they didn't – and they didn't really have a choice with Suarez. And they were like, Coutinho, they were like, bye, because they didn't give a shit because they already had a plan for that money. Oh, right? yeah, for sure. What, what, what Tottenham didn't have was a plan because every cent and piece of attention was on the stadium. So right. instead, and, and they, they were like, well, there's never going to be a way that we can replace Christian Eriksen. And Liverpool looked at them, laughed, and pressed into another gear and ran right past them. Right? The, the, is, the season can... that they played at Wembley, Liverpool played Van Dyke with Dayon Lovren and Harry Kane 
beat him like he owed him money. And oh, is that the is that the header nothing. game where he just tries to jump and just goes past him? Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know that one. <laughs> yeah, I it was. It ended up being four one, I think. And and I was like, one of these things is not like the other. Well, and Holy then you had, you had you had the Minulay season, and then ugh, yeah. But but the thing is, is that Liverpool reinvested their money in such an extremely shrewd way that they left everybody, including City, frankly, in, in the, the dust. dust. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the other one, and we can keep going. This is actually really good. I'm happy to talk about this stuff because, you know, you don't get this stuff. If someone is into football, this is like nuanced, deep stuff that people don't talk about. One of the things I think about with, with um, Spurs to kick on is they're missing that goalkeeper too, to be fair. Oh, I don't know. I think Hugo has been good. Uh, I think he's been quite good this year and better than normal for him. He I had suppose, some bad Mourinho. seasons. No, he did. He did, and he was hurt a lot of last year early on. Um, he's but, very interesting to me because I he smash his shoulder. He missed all of one season recently. Yeah, it was it was last year. He got hurt. He like collarbone or some elbow. I, it was I, a I have elbow. I have it's come ugly. to, I have come to respect the goalkeeper. Because you see what happened with Liverpool going up to Allison, you see what happened with City going to Ederson, and you see what's happened with Chelsea going to Mendy. It complete it can completely transfer your team. It's the last thing you need, though. It's interesting. It actually works the the opposite of what I'm used to in in hockey, right? Like, so I'll use the Rangers as an example. When they had Henrik Lundqvist, they had the best goalie in the league for a, basically a stretch of ten to fifteen years. They more or less would like. Punt Take defense. that for granted. Yeah. <laughs> and they would abuse it, right? They're like, yeah. we don't have to play defense. We've got that fucking guy. Whereas when they've got the backup in, and I've been on teams too where this is actually true, you sort of fight a little bit more for him and you try to limit the ability to, to have high danger shots and all that stuff. But in football, it, where the difference is, is that the, the belief sort of stems out of the back. Because, because you don't realize how much shit goalkeepers do, right? right? It's the catching of the cross. It's the no hesitation. I'm coming out for this, right? Well, and it's, it's just, not, frankly, it's positioning too, right? It's yeah. the confidence to be like, oh, shit, you're right. I should have been over there. Got it. Yep. And they do Thank yell you. and tell people where to go. Yes. Like, you don't see that stuff. But anyway, we're ranting and raving. I like this. I like when we go long, and I hope that people enjoy it. Subscribe to the pod. We need you. If you went this far, you might as well subscribe. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> We've had a lot of questions for you. Leave yeah. us a comment and we will invite you on and we will ask you to your face what you're doing. Yeah. All right, Mike. It was really great to have you back. Basically, it was good to be you back. give an extra half hour to the show and you're <laughs> half the show. Because when I try and do it by myself, I only can do about a half hour before I go, I think I'm going to kill myself and try and jump and change my background to a building that I can pretend that I'm jumping off of. <laughs> Which nobody ends up seeing anyway. <laughs> I have them all stored. One day I'm going to post all of these. Well, it is, it is good to be back. I feel pensive about Sunday. Tottenham Arsenal, I've got 2-1 Spurs, um, and I might be on one of those buildings. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, well, as long as it's virtual and not real, uh, <laughs> I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with you. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. This was a crap football, crap pundit production. We will return on Mondays and Thursdays for the Premier League season. We will talk about soccer and other things that interest us. Mike is crazy. Laurent is insane. That's why it works.